Amen. Aren't you thankful for what the Lord has done for you? Thank you, Lauren and Connor and team and musicians. Thank you so much for serving so faithfully. I sincerely appreciate it. I want to introduce to you someone that's, as far as I know, has never been here. His name is Robin Johnson. His wife, Sister Johnson, and their daughter, Carly. I met Brother Johnson a couple of years ago, and I have ministered with him numerous times. From what I can see, I'm not limiting him, but from what I can see, is his most dominant gifts are he's a prophet and he's an evangelist. And sometimes when you call a person a prophet, people start getting nervous and uh, start... God is a gentleman. And if you've been embarrassed by a prophetic ministry, I can tell you that that was man's side of it. That wasn't God's side of it. Because God is a gentleman. God is not about exposing things that are already under the blood. God is not about embarrassing you or putting you down. God is always about using His men and His ministry to edify and to lift you up. So you have nothing to be nervous about this morning, you're afraid about, but just receive Brother Johnson. He's a man of God that loves God, loves God's people. He literally travels all over the country and parts of the world preaching this gospel. And the Lord has opened many doors for him, not just doors that fly our flag, but other doors that are opening. And Brother Johnson loves God's word. He loves God's people. And he is here today to bring God's word to God's people. Brother Johnson, would you come? I want you to come and I want you to give to us what the Lord has given you. Would you give him a good Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana welcome? Hey, give it all to Jesus, everybody. Aren't they awesome, these people up here singing and worshiping God? Man, y'all blessed. You're blessed. Beautiful talent, music, and voices. And I don't have a voice like that to sing. If I did, I would never preach. I'd just sing. But let me tell you what God really loves. He likes our out-of-tune voices. When we hit Z-sharp, but we do it with a heart of just, I just love you, Lord. So you know what I want to do today? I want to, I, I, and I, I honor them. This dude was beating on those drums. I was like, he's beating the devil and giving him a black eye. But we're about to give God a praise right now that's no music. It's just the voices that God wants to hear. If you're in here with us today, regardless what's going on, saved, unsaved, whatever you think you are or not, let everything that hath breath for the next 20 seconds, let's give God a shout of praise. Come on, all over here in this section, just give God a a great shout of praise come on I'm asking some man here some lady here 
for about the next 10 seconds. I want you to lift it up higher than the roof. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Jesus. He loves that. He can't pass that up. He ain't passing that up. Now, I've been preaching 27 years. And I heard about De Quincey. And I finally got to come. I'm glad to be here. I'm honored. I love you, Pastor Neelan. It's the first lady. Uh, these are, listen, do you know how blessed you are? I mean, you, you're not going to get better than Pastor Neelan. So I told my wife, uh, I don't even know where my wife is. The rapture may have happened and we didn't get on the first. She's back here. My wife and Lisa and Carly, we're blessed by being with you. We're honored. Uh, I'm going to let you do something. Uh, because I'm somewhat unorthodox. I'm a country boy. I'm Louisiana. You know what I mean? So we're just going to have a good time today. But I want you to do one thing before you sit down. I want you to look at somebody and tell them, you're my worship partner. Now, if they don't look like they're going to cooperate, switch. Tell them, tell them again, say, you are my praise partner today. Get a hold to them, shake them, tell them, say, say, I'm clapping, you clapping with me. That's how it's going to work. We're going to partner right now. We're going to partner. Look at them again. Say, now you're my praise partner. I'm counting on Look them right now and say, don't mess my miracle up now. I'm counting on you. God's watching us. Tell them if I run, you better get with me. I'm... Uh, you could be seated. Feels good to be in a place where people are smiling and happy. You get in a checkout line nowadays, the employee doesn't want to be there. They don't want you to be there. If they're not distracted by looking at their phone, they're frowning, upset, mad. Because this world is a very discouraging place if you think this is all there is to it. If everybody knew what we knew around here, they would be in here with us today. But they don't know what you know. I come to tell you some very important things and things that you probably already know. But we are living in some very dangerous times. People are getting killed for little petty things now. You could literally lose your life on aisle nine in Walmart today. This is happening. This is a very dangerous time that was predicted by the prophets and by the apostle Paul and the Lord Jesus himself who said in the last days, it's going to be tribulation like you've never seen and it will be perilous times. You're living in a time of perversion on a massive scale. I said perversion. When you take godly things and invert them, turn them upside down, and begin to use them in a practice that God never intended. And what you're watching now is the normalization of satanic activity and demonic doctrines that are after our kids. I'm going to say it to you again. They're not waiting until they get out of high school. 
They're trying to target your kids right when they come out of the womb. Cartoons are after your kids now. We're living in an hour where everything, as the prophet Isaiah said, will be turned and the pendulum would swing and it would be a time where truth would be considered disinformation. Y'all know this? It would be a time where right would be considered wrong and wrong would be considered right. Good is now evil and evil is now good. Light is darkness. Darkness is light. Okay, I hadn't got you there. Men are now considered women. And women are considered men. But I come to tell you, God did not make a mistake and put the wrong spirit in the wrong body. This God that we're preaching about today said he created them male and female. Men, women, Adam, Eve. I was preaching up north a while back and I was telling them because churches up there were flying rainbow flags and it wasn't because uh, they were uh, celebrating Noah's covenant and God's covenant with Noah. Churches were dropping rainbow flags and so I told the church up there, I said, let me tell you what, I'm from Louisiana and I said, in Louisiana it works like this. I know y'all do it different up here on the east coast. Y'all let men go in the women's restroom and vice versa. I said, but where I'm from in Louisiana if a man goes in a woman's bathroom and my little girl's in there, I'm going to be going in there too. Because I'm going to pull somebody out. Hey, I believe the church needs to make a stand right now and say, not in here we don't. Not at the Pentecostals of De Quincey we don't. No, not down here in the Bible Belt we don't. We refuse to accept spiritual perversion as the new normal. No. Things are messed up. Things are screwed up. Everything up is down. Down is up. You can't figure out what's right now. They, they, they have a thing. Is this dress blue? Is it white? Is it green? There's no, there's no lines of demarcation anymore until you come to this book. And all I come to tell you today is this, with all of the pandemonium, with all of the messed up families and the messed up homes and uh, the colleges and the profess, all of this, it's never been a better time to have revival than right now. You will never find revival in the happy-go-lucky times. Watch this, a show of hands for everybody that's here that's saved because you had such a great life you just thought you need to come find a God to think. No. How, how many of you here say, you know, I got baptized just because everything was so good. Life was so good. I had so much money and just everything was so great. I just decided I'd receive the Holy Ghost. No, you were down to the bottom of the barrel. Some of you bottom of the barrel people here ought to be the loudest praisers in this house to say, hey. I know what the preacher's talking about because had it not been the hell that broke loose, I wouldn't be going to heaven today. But thank God he used a little trouble to stir me up. So let me preach something to you because this is a time where, where the, the movements, and I don't want to get into conspiracies with you, but uh, there's a time where the elite of our world, whatever you want to call it, it's a time where, where they have become united. 
I have never seen America so divided. I'm going to say something heavy now. I've never seen a time where some church folks were so divided. Just where we just look for something to disagree about. The world has never been more united and the church has never been more divided. But I know a little something about God. I believe God's about to let some trouble come our way that we're going to be in the foxhole with people that we may not like, but you're going to have my back and I'm going to have your back because we're all on team Jesus here. Do you hear what I'm telling you? I don't have time to shoot you. I don't have time to fight with you. We got devils trying to kill us. Your family's under attack. Your kids are under attack. You don't have time to shoot church people. At the signing of the Declaration of Independence, Benjamin Franklin said it like this, we better all hang together or we're going to hang separately. He meant by a tree, by the back of your neck. If we don't stick together, the enemy is going to pick us off. So I want to preach a little something to you today. You don't have to stand for this. I know you probably occasionally do. But I'm reading to you in Matthew 12 and 25. And Jesus knew their faults. And said unto them, every kingdom, elbow your worship partner and say every kingdom. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house, tell your neighbor, say that's us right here. Your house, your city, your church, your kingdom, if it's divided against itself, it shall not stand. This is Jesus talking. Then watch what he says. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. And then how shall his kingdom stand? Let me give you a quick Bible study. The reason that Jesus had to go into this explanation to these Pharisees, these religious people, was because he had just cast a devil out of a man. And because they couldn't cast out devils, they didn't think anybody else had authority to cast out devils. I've learned something. Just because I can't do it and I don't have the ability or I don't have the anointing to do it, doesn't mean that God can't anoint somebody else to do it. Watch. Jesus casts out a devil and the Pharisees are on the sidelines and they start picking it apart. And they said, well, he's casting out devils by Beelzebub the chief of devil. He's using a devil to cast out a devil. Jesus, don't you know Jesus is looking at him like, he, you better be glad I'm Emmanuel God with your eye. Y'all don't think like that because y'all all born again, got the Holy Ghost from your mother's womb. You come out of your mother's belly speaking in tongues. But some of us, there's a little part of us that's not saved yet. And sometimes we got to like, forgive me, Lord. All right, I shouldn't have thought. You didn't hit them, but in your mind, you was doing jujitsu on them. Jesus tells them when they say, you're using a devil to cast out a devil. He says, you do not understand kingdom hierarchy. You do not understand divine order, and you don't even understand how in order Satan's kingdom is. He is very organized. He is not disorganized. Jesus begins to explain to them that Satan's kingdom is not divided. Listen what this means. What he was saying is, is that devils lie 
but they don't lie on each other. He, he was saying the devils, they steal, but they don't steal from other devils. They like the mafia. Watch how this works. He, he, he said, now, now, devils will kill, steal, destroy you, but they don't kill steal and destroy each other because they understand something if they do that to another devil it hurts them boy what we could learn from a pack of devils today that anytime i do something against you to put you beneath me i'm not putting you beneath me i might have you beneath me but i took my own self down about 10 notches because you don't get points with heaven because you demote people or you disgrace people or you gossip or backstab anybody he said it i want to say it again we need a spirit of restoration to come to pentecost when people's down, I didn't come to say, stay down, boy. I'm going to pick you up. You know why? Because I know the kingdom. If I pick you up, he's going to pick me up. No devils fight with or for each other, not against one another. That's what he was saying. His kingdom is not divided. Listen what I'm going to preach to you today because unity is the most needed thing in Christendom right now. Unity, that sounds so, so, so blase. That sounds so generic to say. But unity does not mean that we agree on everything. That's, that, that, that's not what unity is. Unity doesn't mean that we go down a checklist and so you like vanilla ice cream, I like vanilla ice cream, you a Chevy man, I'm a Chevy man, you like that, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then we find the one thing we don't like and then we'll disagree over that 1% and leave the 99% alone. Watch, unity doesn't mean that we agree on everything. What it means is I love you enough to agree to disagree. So, so here, here's what I want to preach, what I want to do, because God wants to do a miracle in this place today. Something's going to explode in here in a minute. And, and God's not just going to use me. I want him to. God's going to use us. And I'm going to show you how the missing link to the miracle is not we need more of God. There's enough God in here right now to drive out every addiction, every malignancy, every cancer, put a bone back in your body. There's enough God in here right now. We don't need more God. We need more of us working this way. There's enough God in his little finger to drive a devil out. He said, I cast the devil out with the finger of God. The problem is not God. The problem is learning something about the power of intercessory prayer. Somebody said, my prayers ain't working. They probably not because they're selfish. Because you're praying, touch me, help me, heal me, touch me, me. Doesn't work like that. Let me tell you what God's addicted to. Whenever you quit praying for yourself and say, Lord, touch my brother. Lord, help my sister. Get involved. If you'll start getting involved in somebody else's life and praying and covering them, God said, my God, I can't help but answer your prayer because you're getting involved. You're going to reap what you sow. So I dare you to sow some inner I'm gonna get in the gap for somebody I'm gonna stand in the gap for somebody today and say I'm on your side your whole family may be against you but I am with you unity when I've seen blind eyes open seen wheelchairs uh, be emptied every time it's ever happened I've been shocked that it wasn't because it's one of these powerful heavy 
spiritual services, but there was always one component. The people were engaged. I like this church. I hope y'all do, Pastor Neil. I hope you do. I love y'all. I'd rather be with 50 unified people than 5,000 that are going in different directions. What we're going to do right now, we're going to bring some unity and some clarity to some things. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. Now, y'all the smart section. Y'all the VIP section. Y'all the smarter section. Y'all the really smart section. This is the super smart. Y'all the intergalactical next level third heaven smart. That's the no smoking section. All y'all. I'm going to run a test on this church. Okay? Let me tell you how this test is going to work. I'm going to say something to y'all. When I say this to you, if you don't believe what I'm saying is true, be very still. Just don't do nothing. If you believe it's kind of true, then I want you to kind of praise God. If you believe it's really true, then I want you to really praise God. But if you should really, 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 really believe that this is absolutely 100% the truth, what I'm about to say, then I want you to really, 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 really 100% elbow that worship partner that you got a minute ago and say, now this is what I'm talking about. This is what we're going to agree on. And this is how we're going to fight the devil over what we agree on. Are you ready? Section, you ready? Let's see. Here's my number one statement. I got three to make. Number one, I believe according to this Bible that there's only one God. Is this the one God church in Quincy? Where's the one God section here? I was looking for it when I come in. Okay, that's pretty good. I give you an A minus. Let's try one more time. Let's try this one more time. Let me try it again. Here it is. See what happens. And I believe the greatest commandment of all commandments, according to Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Would I be right to say here, oh, Pentecostal church of De Quincey, the Lord our God is one too. Okay, one more time. Let's try this one more time. I'm going to see if I can get you fast. Last one, try it again. And this is what he also said. And before me, there was no God. Neither shall there be any God after me. For I am he and beside me, there is no other. Do we agree on the main thing that we're worshiping the same God? Come on, we don't have two different gods because we got two different political parts. We got one God. If you drove in a Chevrolet or a Mercedes Benz or you had to barefoot it to church, we're worshiping the same one God. Let me see. Tell your neighbor, say, I agree on that. Now, 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 listen to me. University of De Quincey. Because 
Now that's high school. Now I got to take you to college. Because, because a couple of decades ago, that's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. Believing in one God. And here's the problem. A Muslim could have stood up with you right there. You hear me? And he could have said, yes, sir. There's only one God. Problem is, you got the wrong God. Believing in one ain't enough. Which one? Huh? So I need to take you to college. That's high school. Now let's try this on a college level because I'm going somewhere. God's about to do something. I'm bringing some unity. Here's what I mean. Jesus said it like this. I believe that Jesus was right when he said he is the image of the invisible God. And he that has seen me has seen the Father also for I and my Father are one. Can I tell you something ladies and gentlemen? People can holler God all day long. Now don't throw tomatoes at me. But they get up at the Grammy. Somebody done sing about the devil all their life and say I thank the Lord for this award. Let me tell you something. My Lord that gave you that reward is not the Lord that we're worshiping in here today. Oh, they got up and got their award for making some kind of perverted movie and they say, I just thank God for blessing me. Honey, it might have been God, but it was little G. It wasn't big G because the God we serve said, come out from among them and be ye separated. When you come out from among them, you come with us. You got to stay with us. I wish you'd tell your neighbor right now, say, I'm going to help you praise God and you're going to help me get a miracle because you're the missing link. The missing link to your miracle is sitting beside you right now. How can you say you love God who you have not seen when you can't love your brother who you have seen? Any of y'all ever met somebody that you thought was important and then you met them? It was good up until that point. I told this person one time, I was like, I, I, I want to meet you. I, I want to meet you. I, I, I went, me and my wife were in the mall somewhere, and I seen this person come in, and, and I felt the Lord say, go talk to him. I'm like, he ain't going to talk to me. I, he don't know who I am. I'm nobody. And something said, go, go talk to him. And so I told my, I'm one of these kind, my wife shops, I stay in the truck. Look, young men, you know what I mean. We just sit there. So, so I said, I'm getting out of the truck. I'm going to go run this guy down and talk to him. And, and I felt the Lord speak to me. He said, he's sitting in there on a bench. And, and you go talk to him. I said, well, then I'm going to know when I go in this mall if he's sitting on that bench. If he ain't on that bench, I'm going back to my truck. I went in there. He was sitting on the bench. I come around. I was like, Mr. Sir, you know, I, I want to meet you. And, I, and, and, and I'm expecting him to say, oh. And he just kind of looks over my head. I'm like, who are you? One of these? Uh, nobody. I felt this small. Well, I went back to my truck. I was so hurt my feelings a little bit. I'm, I'm getting mad. I get back to my truck, shut the door. I'm like, hey, God, you told me to go talk to that. He wouldn't even talk to me. He blowed me off. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I told you because I want you to see what you don't want to become. Hey, let me.
let me say something to us preachers. Be careful how you treat the person that you don't even know who they are. Because they might be somebody in the mind of God. Matter of fact, they are. You can find out everything you want to know about people by how they treat the people who they think can't do nothing for them. But that's the one Jesus looking for today. I'm looking for somebody here that says, I feel invisible. I thought, no, you're not invisible. This church has your back right now. We're all on Team Jesus. We're about to surround you. We're about to pull you out of crack cocaine, meth, heroin, opioid. We're going to go right in the gutter. We're going to go right in the face of hell and pull you out. Watch this. I'm going to hurry now. Watch. Look at, look at Mark 5 and 12. Watch this. Pastor told me y'all like the word. Watch this word. Jesus casting out another devil. And all the demons begged him saying, send us into the swine that we can go into them. Now listen to me, smart people over here. The devil's got a prayer request. Here's what Pentecostals say. God ain't going to answer you, you're devils. God don't answer devils. Are you sure? I'm going to tell you, he's pretty impressed with devils that their kingdom ain't divided. And if you read this a little farther, you can just leave it there. Those devils begged him to let them go into the swine. And guess what happened? They got their wish. They got exactly what they asked for. It didn't turn out too good, but they got what they asked for. What I, what I want to say to you right here is this. Why in the world would Jesus answer a pack of devils? Why would Jesus answer a bunch of lying, dirty, perverted spirits? Oh, I know why. It's right here in the first four words. So all the devils. So all the devils. See, we're trying to do this with 50%. But God said when the church becomes like a pack of devils and they all start praying and they all start calling. Hey, prayer ain't reserved for a couple of grandmas who know how to pray real good. Every man in this church ought to lift up holy hands. If I was a woman, I'd be looking at my husband and say, get up, you sissy, and praise God. Come on, come on don't expect grandma to do all the praising. We're in a battle for our country and our world, and the church is at stake, and we need men to come back. Can I preach to y'all for a minute? I'm, I'm going to come down there and pray for you, but I want to preach to you for a moment. Can I rant for a moment? Can I just rant? I'm on a Holy Ghost soapbox right now. Where's the preacher? Y'all don't want it. I'm going to come throw it on y'all over here. I am so tired of it always being women who do all the praising. They give all the tongues, all the interpretation. They got to do all this. They're always the ones up hollering. Hey, we need men to come back to the forefront. I believe that the enemy has done to us in the church what we've seen happen in the world. He's made men feminine. I told my wife the other day, I said, I am so tired. I, now listen to me. I'm going to qualify my statement. I know how to qualify. I am so tired of limp-wristed sissy men. And you ladies ought to be too. You don't want to marry one of them. He's going to be 50 years old playing Xbox while you're working. Married little boy playing his computer. Come on. Is there any man here that can say, if a thief breaks into my house, I'm not telling my wife, go out there and see what it is. 
and I tell you, a thief has broke into our spiritual house. And we need some men to say, hey, baby, I got it. Let me go check this out. We need men to start praying. Hey, I wish every man in this place would say, we need men's prayer groups. We don't need women's prayer. We need men. Unified men. The most powerful prayers you'll pray as a husband and a wife. Bible said you come together so your prayers are not hindered. What this tells me is trying to pray by yourself only does so much. I learned something. I, I, I learned something. I, I, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I learned something that helped my ministry. Because I had somebody ask me a while back, they said, do you have any cards, any, any business cards? I'm like, I don't have no business. <laughs> you don't have no cards when you give some of these preachers? It's like, I don't, I don't have a card. How they call you? I was like, they, they got to know something. They got to call Pastor Neelan to get me. <laughs> I said, I don't have any. Here's why. I said, I took all my little cards that had my little name on it and I go to these churches around the United States of America and I find me little grandmas that I know pray. And I, I ain't kidding you. I slip them my card. I say, I know you pray. And every time you pray, when you see that card in that Bible, I want you to hold it up. I want you to say, God, give him a revival. Pour out the Holy Ghost. Let the gifts of the Spirit. I've got little grandmas all over the place. But you know what I want to start? I'm just correcting myself right now. Where are the men that can say, I got you too, brother? I, I, I'm going to have you too. Can I say something to you right now? This church will double and triple whenever we start fighting each other's back. Here, I'm not going to leave anybody out in the cold. I'm about to stand up and say, God, I'm going to find me somebody in here and I'm going to start praying for them like I want somebody to pray for me. I'm going to find me somebody in this church. I'm not going to talk about them and say, why ain't they coming? Why are they struggling? He's smoking. They back to no. I'm going to say, I'm going to restore you. Anybody can point out people's flaws. That's simple. Ray Charles can see they've been smoking. Now, don't take this wrong. I'm telling you what I started praying about five, six years ago. I said, God, I want authority because I've cast cracked demons out and watched them wiggle. But let me tell you something. I've, this is what I found. People get off crack get off heroin, and they couldn't quit smoking. I found out that smoking was a tougher devil than them drugs. Am I telling you the truth? And I've watched people come in, get delivered, get the Holy Ghost, get baptized, and this happened all the time, and go out in the parking lot and smoke up a cigarette and say, whew, that was powerful in there. And then watch some hypocrite Pentecostal say, well, they didn't really get it. No, they got it. No, they got it. You trying to take it from them, but they got it. They, they didn't really get it. God didn't give them the Holy Ghost because they quit smoking. He gave them the Holy Ghost to help them stop smoking. God don't give you the Holy Ghost because you quit drinking. He gives you.
you the Holy Ghost while you're still a drunk to help you come on drunk. The Holy Ghost is the helper, folks. And he's looking for a church that said, be like the Holy Ghost. Be a helper. Be a comforter. Become unified. Oh, my Lord. Listen to me. Paul and Silas got thrown in that jail cell. When they got thrown in that jail cell, the devil made a series of mistakes because he makes mistakes. He is a mistake looking for a place to make another mistake. He always may. He messes up in heaven. How bad do you have to be? Think about that. How, how bad is he? Here we are living in all this mess. He's accusing us. He couldn't do it in heaven. And like, look at what we're living in. At least we're at church on Sunday. Paul and Silas get thrown in that Philippian jailhouse. When they get thrown in that Philippian jailhouse, the devil made two bad mistakes. First mistake. He, you know he locks them up in there. He, he's telling some chief demon, report back every hour and tell me because these at Pentecostals, they know how to break out of jails. They've been known to make jail breaks. Got to watch them. We'll come back eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Come back, tell me. Come back, come in. Reporting back to Satan. Never nine, nine o'clock. I got them. What are they doing? They down there singing. And oh, made a mistake. What? You didn't gag their mouth. You handcuffed them. You put them in stocks. But you don't understand. Them Pentecostals, as long as they got a mouth, their miracles in their mouth. They get to praying and saying and talking and what they bind on earth. You, you can't just throw them in there and just put handcuffs on them. Have you ever watched cops? They'll have some dude, they'll have him hog tied up, throw him in, and he'll still be running that mouth. Blah, 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 blah. That's how some of us are too. Because the last thing to go on people's dead bed is they say, what were their last words? They may can't see nothing, can't feel nothing. But when you got the Holy Ghost, you didn't walk in other feet. You didn't clap in other hands. You talked in other tongues. And as long as you got a mouth, you're out of an ability to get out. Watch. But here's the big mistake. Here's the big mistake. They lock, and this demon comes back. He's saying, we got him, Lucifer. We got him. We'll, we'll duct tape them next time. About 11 o'clock. He said, what are they doing? He said, they still in there praying together, singing. He said, what do you mean together? What, what, what do you mean in there together? He said, well, they're in there talking funny languages together in there. He said, no, you, surely you put Paul in one cell and put Silas on a whole nother floor. You can't leave them together. I, this is the Holy Ghost right here to tell you something. They were beaten. They were bloodied. They were bruised. We, we, we sometimes think that these, these, these apostles were rock stars. They were despised. They were spit on. They were talked about, but they were together. And because they were together, there came an earthquake and pulled the whole house down. I want you just to elbow your worship partner right now and say, we might be messed up, but we're still together. We're still together. And if two of us can agree on earth as touching any one thing, it shall be done. I'm telling you the key to end time revival get you a prayer partner and say I'm going to pray for you brother Grisby you're going to pray for me and we're going to see a turnaround we're going to see signs and wonders and miracles my Bible's closed my landing gear's down 
So I was preaching for a friend, and this is a friend of mine, so I can say these things to him, about him. I'm preaching for him, and we, we break out in revival. And people are receiving the Holy Ghost, and this denominal pastor came to service, and he comes in late. Man walks in, and my pastor friend said, hey, he said, that's the such and such pastor here in the city. He said, he said, would you pray for him? So this pastor, I kind of motioned for him. He walks up to the side of the, of the platform and I laid my hand on this denominal pastor. When I laid my, I watched. Some people don't think they believe this because they ain't never been here. He, he started, we didn't have a catcher. We didn't have nobody to catch it. He just went out, boom, fell out on the floor. He gets up. I watch when he gets up. He's, he's disheveled. He, and he went to the pastor and he said, he said, I guess you told Brother Johnson about what I'm going through. He said, I didn't tell Brother Johnson anything. He said, well, he told me about my situation and what I'm facing. He said, I didn't tell him anything. So he come to me. He said, he said, how did you know that? I said, I have the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost knows all things. The next day, my pastor friend calls me. And then my wife, Renee Alexandra, he calls me. He said, hey, he's laughing. He said, hey, he said, that pastor from last night, he said, he just called me and he's laughing. He said, he, he, he asked me if you'd come preach for him. And my, my pastor friend was laughing. I said, why are you laughing? He said, because I, I know you're not going to do that. I said, why am I not going to do that? He said, well, brother, he said, he don't believe like us. He said, he said, you know, they're not, you know, they're denominal. They don't. I was like, yeah. Now, let me just tell you, because y'all DeQuincyites, y'all can get this. Some people fell out of the stupid tree and didn't miss one limb. Oh, no, you don't need to go preach over there because they don't baptize like us. I said, bro, that's why I need to go. You don't, you don't get that. He said, but he said, but that ain't, he said, that ain't it. He said, no, brother, so-and-so pastors over there and brother, you preach for all them. And if they know you went and preached there. They going to say you ain't even preaching the truth no more. They liable to say you're no telling what and call you this and call you that. And I told him kindly, I said, see, I said, that's the difference between you and me. You're so worried about what everybody thinks about you. I don't give a flip. Now, I'm going to have integrity. I'm going to live right. I'm going to be ethical. I'm going to mind my P's and Q's. But I am not going to be walking around on eggshells thinking about, I wonder what they think about me. That's about 50 of y'all's problem. You'd be up praising God right now, but you're so worried what somebody's going to say about you. Who gives a flip? If they don't like you, they just cannot like you. But they'd have to not like me, watch me worshiping God. Matter of fact, I hug their neck and say, I love you anyway. Stare me down. Come on, I'm going to get you delivered right now. I'm going to finish this story. I'm going to get y'all delivered over here right now. The people who don't like you are not going to like you no matter what you do right. You can do everything right. They already signed off. I don't like her. And guess what too, Pastor Neeland? The people who love you are going to love you no matter what you do wrong. They're going to say, get up. A righteous man falls seven times and gets up again.
So you're not going to change nobody's mind. If you want to praise and pray, if you wanted to run, you better just run because they're going to talk about you. And the... Well, I got to hurry. The secretary paid me before I got up here. I said, I can say what I want. She handed me the envelope, Pastor. I said, I can say what I want. I said, matter of fact, I'm going to the house. If I didn't think they'd call and cancel that check, I might would have tried it. So I went and preached at this denominal church. Please hear me. This is going to affect you. I went and preached at this denominal church. I get over there in this denominal church. Now, they're not doing what y'all, they're not crazy like y'all. They're quite reserved. I didn't go in there and say, y'all wrong. You're baptizing wrong. I, didn't, I preached Jesus. I just preached faith. Nobody really, no real amens. I got some of these. <laughs> and I felt the Holy Ghost come on me. He said, now, now, let's confirm it to them what you got. That the Holy Ghost is real. I said, oh, I said, there's a young man sitting over here on the second row. I said, I want to pray for you, young man. Can I pray for you? I asked him politely. I said, can I pray for you? He said, me? I said, can I pray for you? He said, yeah. I said, don't you need it? He said, yes, sir. So he gets up and comes. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Brian. Now, if you think that's crazy in a Pentecostal church, you should have looked at them people like, this preacher done got a guy, this dude's in trouble. I said, you think you have an incurable disease in your body. He said, I do think that. I'm afraid. I said, yeah. I said, but the Lord told me you do not have an incurable disease in your body. And the Lord also told me to tell you, if you'll stop doing what you're doing, you won't have an incurable disease. But if you continue to do what you're doing, you're going to wind up with what you're afraid you've already got. He throwed his hands up. He said, please, Lord. He said, please, I know this is real. He said, please, Lord, forgive me. We started praying. And I said, now, here's what I'm fixing to do, Brian. I said, now, don't get offended. I said, in this denominal church, I said, now, Brian, I'm about to cast the spirit of homosexuality out of you. Boy, you should have heard them go, mm. It's a spirit. You, the reason they're not getting delivered is because we're trying to tell them cope with it. Go back. It's your mama's fault. You're born this way. Well, you need to get born again another way. You have to love homosexuals while you deal with the homosexual spirit. That's the fine line. You don't get to hate. I, I was hugging this boy. I ain't got no problem loving him. But I said, now you're going to repeat after me. He said, okay. I said, you repeat after me and you say every spirit. He said, every spirit. I said, that's not of God. He said, that's not of God. I said, say, come out of me. He said, come out of me in the name of Jesus. Boy, I saw that devil raise. I said, in the name of Jesus. He said, it always happens like this. I said, say in Jesus' name. He said, in the name of Jesus. When that boy said in the name of Jesus in a denominal church, he fell backwards and he started crawling like a snake on the floor. Then people didn't think they shouted to them. They were like. <laughs> he crawled all the way, Pastor, up to the front row. He slithered almost like levitated on his back. I watched people looking over there. And I, I, what did I do? I got down on the carpet right with him. Laid my hands on him. Started praying. And that boy started coughing. 
he was coughing this thing out. <coughs> he was coughing. And you could just, I didn't physically see it, but spiritually, you could just see this thing coming out. I'm down here on the floor praying. I done forgot I'm in a nominal church. I'm down here praying on this boy. And he looked at me, his, his face looked changed and peaceful. And he said, he said, something just come out of me. He said, I just felt something come out of my chest. I said, yes. He said, what was it? I said, it was an unholy spirit. I said, but I'm about to pray for you now. You're going to get the Holy Spirit. Going to replace the unholy spirit. Listen, God is my witness. Had my hand there praying. I, I saw some feet beside me. It was a couple of ladies in that church. They were closet Pentecostals. They were standing there behind me. They done got behind me. That lady had a, she was going, shun, did, 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 shun, did, 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 shun, did, did, what I'm trying to tell you Baptists are getting the Holy Ghost Methodists are getting the Holy Ghost now what I'm saying not ugly I'm going to prophesy to you right now Presbyterians are getting the Holy Catholics are getting the Holy Ghost but their preacher won't let them speak in tongues so you're going to have to let them come over here so they can get to a place where they can have liberty so when they come you need to say we were waiting on you we're wait this church is about to have a flood of people that said we want to get to a place where people will let me pray. Come on, this grandma's pastor, they're tired of swallowing their tongue. They're tired of swallowing their gift. They want to be able to say, can I go to De Quincy? Will they let me? Yeah, come on in here. Well, I'm dressed different. Come on in here. I'm done preaching, but I'm giving you a prophetic word right now. They're on their way. They're coming to this church. Do not run them off when they come. Love them. Work with them. Let him be their pastor, but love them. They're coming. Shout it. They're coming. Where's the usher man? Where's the usher man? Look, get, look, wait, wait a minute. Where's the usher? Usher man. I need an usher. Usher. Go push the front door to that church open. Go right out there and open the door. We're going to open it up right now and make a prophetic sign. The doors open at this church. If they won't let you get baptized in Jesus' name over there, come over here. If they, we're not proselyting, we're apostolic. We're apostolic. Come on, the door's open. Everybody turn that way right now and wave it. Come on in. Some of them are your family members. Some of them are related to you. Some of them have your blood, your DNA. They're in false doctrine. They're looking for a church that said, can you help us? Can you help my family? It's coming. You can stay on your feet. They're coming. They're coming to this church. He told me to obey God. You're not building that building so you can go over there for you. You're building that so you got room for them. We're not building bigger barns for a bigger choir. You're going to have to unify with some people who don't look like you. But the core belief is the same. That boy got delivered. He started preaching. He wrote a full aid. They, they interviewed him. He wrote a full article in the newspaper. He said, I was raised to believe that I was homosexual and I could never get off of drugs. 
He said, I didn't believe in the Holy Ghost and I didn't believe in the prophetic or none of that. He said, but I went to a church. Guess what? A denominal church. He said, and God spoke things to me that there's no way no man could know. And he said, I spoke in other tongues. This is in the newspaper. I got received the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. And I had to tell him, I said, now, Brian, I said, I done told that pastor when he baptizes you to do it in Jesus' name. And I said, he put his hands in his pocket and said, uh-huh. I said, so he ain't going to say Jesus' name. I said, you don't even know better. I said, but pay attention to what he says when he baptizes you. I was in Indiana. He called me. He said, hey, uh, they baptized me tonight. I said, well, what did he say when he baptized you? <laughs> he said, I don't know. I was underwater. He said, whatever he said, I was thinking, well, it takes longer to say, Father, Son. Did he hold you down a long time? I said, they didn't do it. I said, but I'm preaching at a church just up the road here. Listen to me. I said, I'm preaching in a church just up the road here. I said, you come. When that bishop baptizes you in Jesus' name, you're going to know something different happened. Because the blood's going to, you're going to feel clean. I said, how do you feel? He said, like I got wet. I said, watch. He come to that church. That night we baptized 16 people in the name of Jesus. Most of them got the Holy Ghost. Brian was number one. He got in line. He come out of that water. He said, when I come up out of that water, he said, all I could see was like a bright light shining over me. He said, where well, I've been in darkness. He said, when that preacher said in Jesus' name, guess what happened? People started leaving that denominal church, going to that church. Because people are hungry. Lay your hands upon your heart like this. Put your hands upon yourself just like this. And I want you to open your mouth up right now and say, God, make me one. Make me one in my home and my family. Make us one. Unify us. Unify me and my children. Unify me and a prayer warrior. Let there come unity upon this church. Would you just pray that with me all over this place? God's moving. God's doing some things. There's a healing river that's moving all through this place right now. I want you just to pray out loud for just a moment. I'm going to minister to a couple people but we're going to have an altar call and God's going to pour out the gift of the Holy Ghost and people are going to be delivered in this house today. There's a young man right here in a black shirt right here. Wave at me brother. What's your name? Sam? Sam. I'm going to speak a word over you. It's going to help you. Because, yes, sir, you you welcome, but you're going to thank him because I'm just the mailman. You know it? The devil's tried to blow your life to pieces. But God told me over the last little while, he's been picking up pieces to put you back together. He has taken the fight heart out of you. Fight. He's took that hard heart out. And he's beginning to tenderize your heart. You're becoming a man you never thought you were able of becoming. But I see where God has went in because of the way you were raised and things you went through. You had to be tough. But God said, I'm taking the walls down. And everything that he's lost over all these years of being upset and angry and mad, I'm going to start restoring it back to him. And he's going to make you a spectacle. And people are going to look at you and say, how did God do that for Sam? You hear me? If I'm telling you the truth, raise up both your hands real high. Something's going to fall on you right now. In your family, 
bridges that have been burned, God said they will be rebuilt. Tensions in your home and your family. God said, I'm removing all of the hedges and I'm creating a spirit of love that shall flow all through you. Come here to me, Sam. I'm going to lay hands on you. We're about to let the Holy Ghost move right here. You're going to give a testimony about how good God's been. In the name of Jesus, I pray over Sam right now. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. By the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let him be completely delivered and set free today. Carry it. There you go, Sam. Speak it out. There you go, Sam. Speak it out. Call it in the name of Jesus. Everybody pray with me right now. Stretch your hands towards Sam. That's a ho-ho. There you go, Speak Speak it out, Sam. That's the Holy Ghost. Come on, men of God. Come on, people of God. Step in here. Let's pray. We're about to let God heal and deliver all over this place. There's a lady right here. There's a lady sitting here, and you, 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 but you. This, yes, ma'am. Come here. I'm gonna pray for you. God's gonna give you a healing today. Come on, come on, you, yes ma'am Come right around here, come right around here I'm going to lay hands on you and you're going to get a touch in your body today You're going to make a full recovery from this thing You've been going down long enough You're coming back up today, I've seen it on you In the name of Jesus, I touch this dear lady, Father In Jesus' name Woman, we take authority over the spirit of infirmity I loose you and your body right now Your strength shall come back Your breathing shall be restored Your heart shall become stronger Your circulatory system shall be made whole In the name of Jesus Be thou set free and delivered Healed by the name of the Lord Jesus today. Here's what we're going to do right now. If you are in this place today and either A, you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking to other tongues or B, listen to B or you've had the Holy Ghost but it's been a long time since you could pray in that language. It's like your tongue is locked up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Get locked up. Yep, you see what I'm talking about? Raise your hand up. Don't be afraid. We all in here together. I'm talking about those of you that are here who said I spoke in tongues one time but now I don't want to come back out. Today's a day of release for you. I'm going to give this altar call I'm going to tell that lady with that hat on right here You ma'am with this hat on Take both of your hands and lay them on your chest Just like this right here Something's correcting in your body right now Something's going in there that's being a correction You're not going to have to have surgery for it It's not going to be anything a doctor can take credit for But something's going on in you right now I see a correction I see part of it in your chest I see another part of it in your stomach right now There you go ladies That's exactly what to do Let's just let the river of healing be on that lady There you go mama Let it break right there Let it break Listen to me, if you're in this place today and either you want the Holy Ghost for the first time or you've had it but you just can't speak it, it don't want to come out. I'm going to count to three. You don't look left or right. You come barging right down here. Get as close as you can. All of you with your hands up that raise your hand. One, two, three. Come on right now. You want the Holy Ghost for the first time or you've had it before. Come on down. Come on, brother. Raise your hands up. Come on. I'm waiting on you, darling. Come on. Come on. Get on down here. We're waiting. Come on, sweetheart. 
Come on, brother. Come on, my brother, my big brother. Come on, brother. Come on. God's about to pour the Holy Ghost out. Come on down, sweet lady. Come on, my brother. Come on. Come on down here with your hands up. God's about to do something for us. Come on. Let them move on in. Move on in. Raise your hands up. We're going to pray for them. God's going to pour out the Holy Ghost here. Move on in. Raise your hands up. Now, I need the rest of you that are prayer warriors to move in here behind them. What I've been preaching about for about 50 minutes here. That's the Holy Ghost all over this woman. All of you repeat after me and you guys get ready. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. Say, Lord, wash me in the blood of Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hey, she getting the Holy Ghost right now. Say, Lord, I expect to speak with other tongues right here today. In Jesus' name. Now raise up your hands right now. Begin to worship with them. If you're standing near these people that want the Holy Ghost, lay your hands over on them and let them pray through right now. Go ahead. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost right here.
receive it. It's just real. It's not about having a jump. You don't have to do that. I want you to receive it. There are people that are going to be healed right now. People are being healed right now. Backs, legs, all that. Listen to me. There's a baptismal pool right here. This young man's about to be baptized in the name of Jesus. I felt like the Lord spoke to me that there's some more of you in here. That you've been putting this off. But today is your day. Don't put it off anymore. If you want to be baptized, walk right over here by this tank. Walk right over here by that rail right here. Right here where that rail is. Walk right over there by him. There's some more of you. 
and we'll baptize you in the name of Jesus today and the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you when you come out of that water. Now I'm going to let them sing again and pass her and go, but I'm just going to pray for you. If you're in this place and you feel a tug in your heart that you need to be baptized today, don't wait on anybody. You just start walking on down here right now. If you need a miracle in your body, raise your hands up. I don't want you to miss it. I'm going to let them sing. Pastor's going to baptize. But in the authority of the name of Jesus, by the word of faith, I loose the virtue and the healing energy of the Holy Ghost to go in that lady right there's body, to go in every cancer cell and cancel it, to go in every back, every neck, every pelvis, every heart, every kidney, every lung. In the name of Jesus, if that's you, let a shout come out of you. Just identify healing.
Everybody say praise the Lord. So we just baptized Justin. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's all over that young man. Now we're baptizing Kristen. And Kristen is Dayton and whatever they call it these days, Fernando. And Brother Grigsby preached an incredible message Wednesday night. And after that, just the Holy Spirit came in and Kristen came up to the front and the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed her, really. And so I, um, I told her, I said, Kristen, a, a, a cow has a moo, a dog has a bark, cat has a meow, and God has a heavenly language. I said, just let's be honest. What's caused you and I the most problems in our life? She said, my mouth. I said, that's right. Mine too. All of us. And God takes the thing that causes us the most problems. And he uses it now for his glory instead of our detriment. The Lord is, has, has been with you, Kristen. He's kept his hand upon you. And that's why you're here today. Because God always finishes what he starts. And God's got a plan for you, sis. And I'm going to tell you something. It's, a, it's an incredible plan. And you're going to touch people you don't even realize that God's going to use you to touch. And you're going to influence people you don't even, you don't even think you can influence them. But you're going to tell them about the wonderful things God has done for you. And they're going to listen. And you're going to have an influence on them. And what the Lord has started, He will complete it. We are confident of that. Would you take your uh, right hand and hold your nose? Step forward, if you will. Christian, on the authority of God's command, we now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. Come on, everybody. Lift up your hands and worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give our sister a big hand. We're proud of you. I don't want to change the song, but man, if I could sing, I'd sing only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can fill your heart and make you whole. Hallelujah. All right, my sister, are you ready? Slip them shoes off. I have a feeling you're standing on holy ground. Katie, you ready for this? Nobody made you do it. Nobody forced you to do it. You're doing it because you want to do it. 
And you know what? What God's about to do, He's about to do because He wants to do it. There's been more than one person in this room with broken pieces. And I just have a feeling He's bringing those pieces back together. Yeah, my daddy used to say, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But God can. <laughs> but God can. And I'm here to tell you, God's going to put you back together again. Do you believe that? I know you do. Would you take your right hand, hold your nose? On the confession of your faith and the obedience to God's command, we now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the remission of all your sins. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lauren, help me sing, I Surrender All. Help me sing that.
explain something to you so that you know what's going on. See, what God has called me to do is to sow the seed. That's what he's called me to do. I am a sower of the seed. What you witnessed this morning is a reaper. I don't, I never have. I've never seen a lot of people uh, filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've seen numerous miracles. But just, that's just not the way God uses me. So you have to understand something. God gave the five-fold ministry, not the one-fold, not the two-fold, but the five-fold ministry for what? The edifying, the maturing. And what you witnessed this morning was a reaper and the power of God confirming His Word. Brother Johnson and I haven't talked, but Brother Johnson... I don't know what you're doing next week, buddy, but I hope the guy's willing enough to let you free. Because I'm going to just tell you something. It's probably the will of God for you to be back. You know, I don't know a lot about farming. I don't know a lot, but I know a little bit about it, but not a lot. But in harvest time, you know what they typically do? They hire workers to come in to help reap the harvest. Now, this man's not a hireling. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I, I just have a feeling that we're getting close to harvest time. And this restoration that the Lord's been talking to us about, I think it's, I think it's here. We don't need to wait for a new building. Uh, we're, not, we're not waiting. Hey, what, do you go out there and look at the orange tree and say, hold on there, orange tree, don't produce yet? No, you don't. When it starts producing, you go out there and you start reaping. Do y'all feel a confirmation here? Yeah. You say, you say what, what, Brother Neelan, what about this one or what about that one? You know, don't worry about that. Just love them. It's like I told Kristen. Now, I'm telling y'all, the Holy Spirit come on that girl so strong. She didn't know, she, she didn't know how to handle that. It kind of just overwhelmed her. I said, don't worry about it. God's a perfect gentleman. But all you do is you just keep opening yourself up to that. Because there's one thing about it. She can't deny what she felt. She can't. And so, you, you, some of you that have been around this for 40 years, it's common to you. But for those that haven't, it's, it's, it's not common to them. So you just keep loving them. And just keep encouraging them to take the next step. Man. Father, I just thank you for this man of God. For the word of God. For the confirmation of your word. Thank you for three precious souls that were baptized in your name today. Thank you for the miracles that took place. Thank you for the healing, oh God, that took place, not only in the physical, but in, Lord, people's hearts. Thank you for the work that you were doing. Thank you for this man and lady of God. And Father, I know you spoke to us and you told us you was going to do a work of restoration, a work of healing, a work of restoration in our finances and bringing the prodigal sons and daughters back home. I thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Father God. Man, the Holy Spirit's here, isn't it? Man, the Holy Spirit is here. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, before we go, let's just do what the man of God told us to do. Let's pray right now. Whatever it is you want, I want you to pray specifically a prayer of restoration. Lord, here's how it goes. Lauren, everything that Lauren needs to be restored in her life, restored in the name of Jesus. In her spirit, soul, and body, restore in the name of Jesus. Father, everything, God, that my sister needs, that Cherie needs in her spirit, soul, and body, restore it to her, Lord. Because you are a God of restoration. You are a God that restores our soul. Thank you right now, Lord, for restoring to this church what has been lost. Thank you for restoring the finances, God. Thank you for restoring our health. Thank you for restoring our prodigal sons and our prodigal daughters. Thank you, God, for the divine work of the Spirit. We give you thanks and we give you praise. The mighty name of Jesus. Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lauren, you did a great job today, sis. Thank you and Connor and all of your team. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you will, just sing us out. Sing us out. Sing us out with that song. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May His face shine on you and give you peace.